Hey everybody, I'm Larry Little, and you're listening to Crossing the Line, a podcast where I talk with people about the moments in their life when they cross the line from leading with their head to leading with their heart. Today on the show, I'm having a conversation with my partner of Eagle Consulting, Melissa Jackson. Melissa is the president of our organization and has a responsibility for leading our team and has been doing a phenomenal job of leading our team through this ridiculous time of of COVID and all the other things that are going on. And we talk about all of that. I'm really excited about this episode. I think you're going to want to hear what Melissa has to say. She has incredible insight uh, as a leader, uh, as a woman, as a mom. Uh, You're going to want to hear what she has to say. And at the end of this of this episode, make sure you tune in because she is going to say something that I think is riveting for all of us to pay attention to. It's what will literally take us down as leaders if we're not aware of it. So let's jump into that conversation with Melissa Jackson right now. You know, normally when I do these podcasts, I um, I get bios on the people that I interview and I look at what they've done and, and where they've been and um, who they are. And, you know, I always want to make sure that I get a good understanding of that. Well, I don't have to worry about that today because the person that we're going to interview, I've known for over 25 years. I've walked with her. We've had a journey together uh, professionally and different organizations uh, over the past 25 years. So I have witnessed her leadership. I've, I've witnessed how she impacts others. I've, I've seen the incredible influence that she has. Um, she has partnered with me. She is a partner in our business. And I am excited to, to introduce to you today the president of Eagle Consulting, uh, Melissa Jackson. And if you can't tell by now, I am a big fan of Melissa Jackson. So Melissa, welcome. Thank you for hanging out today on Crossing the Line. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Larry. It's a privilege and an honor to support you today. Looking forward to this opportunity. Uh, I appreciate you doing it. You know, people need to hear from you, uh, not only as a leader, but as a woman, uh, as a woman leader. Uh, you're a mom, you're a wife, you, you navigate a, a company, an international company, and, and have for years. It's been successful, and that is, uh, that's something to, to talk about. But more importantly today, I want to talk about you uh, I want to talk about you crossing that line from your, your head to your heart and your heart to your head as a leader. Uh, and so thanks for, for inviting us into your life and, and being willing to do that. Let's, let's start, though. Let's, let's jump in and, and, and take care of something that's very important. And that is you, because this, this podcast is first and foremost about leaders. It's about you. So I need to ask you, how are you doing during this crazy times, these mm-hmm. This, this pandemic, this, this racial tension that, that has um, consumed us, and rightly so, with, with this evil of racism, um, but yet we're locked in again, and at the time of this recording, uh, numbers are going up, and things seem to be kind of going in the, the wrong direction, um, but how are you doing, Melissa? Mm, I appreciate that, Larry. Very kind for you to, to check on, on me and, and, um, and and think about my family as well. Um, you know, we're doing we're doing well. It's been a very difficult time, um, very hard time. We've had to find our new normal as um, as a family. We've had to find our new normal as a business and figure out our our new rhythms. Um, so it has been difficult, to say the least. But we are in the midst of 
of really making some headway in, in really trying to move in a new direction. So um, even though it's been difficult, you know, there, there is some excitement of trying to grow things at a new level currently. I want you to listen to what, what she just said. Even though things were difficult and hard and she was honest about that, there's an excitement about moving forward. Uh, it's a sign of a strong leader who can take difficult times and, and turn them into opportunities. And you'll hear Melissa talk about that. I just didn't want you to miss how she's framing these times. Yes, it's hard, but there are some exciting things as well as we try new and, and different approaches and uh, new and different things within our business and, uh, and also within even uh, her home. All right, Melissa, I love, I love your spin. I mean, even, even through this, you're spinning that, finding opportunities to move forward. I love that. That's what makes a, a great leader. They take challenges and turn them into opportunities. And it sounds like that's what, what you guys are doing. But, but I need to, to before we move on and, and, and uh, to this talking about you, I need to talk about somebody more important than you for just a minute. Um, and because you are a mom, uh, you have a beautiful daughter named Ellie. Would you tell us a bit about, about Ellie? Because if I'm a fan of Melissa, I'm a super fan of Ellie. <laughs> well, you, you sure are. And um, Ellie is a super fan of law. So um, Ellie is doing well. We're in the midst of trying to figure out school and what are the next steps and what does that look like and, and what is the information and data that we're currently getting and, and how do we problem solve that. So. So all those things are going on and, um, and we're not quite sure what direction we're going to head, but we will be heading in some direction. So she's doing really well. I love it. For those of you that don't know, Ellie is eight years old and eight years ago, um, Melissa and Kelly brought this treasure into their life from Taiwan. And she uh, is an amazing, amazing, I'm a little prejudiced, but she's an amazing uh, young lady and love her so much. And thanks for giving us a quick update uh, on, on Ellie. I know these are challenging times for, for all parents. Uh, what are you going to do with school? Do you go? Do you not? Do you wear a mask? Do you not? So uh, I know that's been difficult. And, but you say it's an opportunity, huh? You know, it, it really is. It just creates a lot of conversation around what is going on in, in, in our state, um, in our nation, in our world. Um, a lot of conversation that you, know, you don't have all the answers to, but you need that dialogue to be able to, to talk about you know, what is this and, and what does it look like for us. So most difficult for, for everyone, difficult for families with kids of various ages in school. So it's just a, it's a different day. It's a very different day. Yeah, it really is. Uh, let's let's, let's kind of turn the corner if we can and let's talk about you. Uh, you are a mom, of course, but you're also a very established leader and uh, have been for years. You've been leading in this company uh, over 25 years and really grew your way up to that leadership and, and uh, ownership of this company with me. And, and it's been a, it's been a journey. But even before that, I, how did you how did you do that? What characteristics does it take, especially being a woman to advance in leadership? I want to talk about that, but I want to go back and and understand a bit about who Melissa was as a child. Uh, tell, us, tell us who you were, how you grew up, and perhaps some takeaways from that season of your life. Mm. So going back to, to being a kid, um, if you could imagine 
you know, acres of acres of open field. If you could imagine rows of pecan trees, um, acres uh, upon acres, um, that was the framework for me growing up. Um, so I grew up on a pecan farm in South Georgia. And, and really to parents that uh, this was their hobby. And so you can imagine um, just kind of their work ethic and their expectation behind that. Um, but, but growing up on a farm was a, was a lot of fun. Um, we, we learned a lot, I have three older brothers, um, the baby of the family. And you know, the, the mode of the day was get it done. And there was always a lot to be done. Um, and a lot to make happen. And, uh, you know, it was going to get done. And we were all going to pitch in and be a part of that. And so, you know, my history um, growing up was, was really kind of dig in, um, jump in there. Um, it was my responsibility to, even as a kid, and, um, you know, make the job happen, get it done. So she said just a minute ago uh, to dig in, to get it done and to dig in. I want you to be aware of um, a great tool that Melissa is is producing and uh, developing. It's called Digging In, and you can find that tool uh, in the show notes below, how to access that. She does uh, various interviews herself and also uh, produces a newsletter uh, a couple of times a month. So if you're interested in that, check it out in the show notes uh, below. I've never seen anybody work harder than Melissa Jackson. You, you have this strong, incredible work ethic. I mean, that, that allows you to persevere like I've never seen. Is that, is that where that began out there on the pecan farm? You know, um, maybe so, um, maybe so. Definitely a foundation. Um, you know, I can think back to, to stories where, you know, we, we did not have much at all, um, but we, you know, we had to problem solve. Um, we had to be resourceful. Um, we had to work hard at looking at, you know, what else can we do on the farm and, um, you know, and, and complete whatever was ahead of us. So, so maybe that is where, where that started um, and maybe got refined over the years. Yeah, so so take us through that. You you know you're the baby girl. You have three brothers, and uh, you're you're you know now you're on a farm, or or perhaps you've moved somewhere else. You're you're up and you're. Who were you in that in that teenage year years of your life? Who were you? Wow, that's a great question. Um, as a teenager, aren't we all trying to figure out who we are at that time? So that's such a, a unique you know time um, you know of life. Um, but who was I then? Um, you know, um, some qualities that kind of made me who, who I was. Um, I was about people and cared about people, cared about um, being um, a go-between with friends, um, you know, being an advocate, um, continue to work hard as well. Had a job, always had a job, always in school. Um, you know, working hard with whatever was going on in school and in clubs and things of that nature. And so, um, you know, as a teenager, probably some of those things rang out as well. And, um, you know, just, just staying focused on, on being able to, 
to um, to learn, to to grow, and deal with you know the, the pieces that were going on in in my life as a teenager at that time. To learn and grow—that's always been um, a characteristic of Melissa for the for the many years that I've known her. That has defined her. If you had to say what defines her leadership, it's her desire to learn and grow, and that's been consistent in her life for many many years. And she carries that characteristic with her even to this day. Uh, something good to remember for all leaders: continue to learn and grow. You know, I'm finding a pattern when I talk to these leaders, and and you've just articulated it beautifully, is that through their growing up years, um, they all struggled. They all had to, to work hard. Uh, nothing came easy. They, they, were not, they were not afraid, and in fact, they were expected to work hard. And you've said that, that hard work, and then as a teenager, you understood and applied that to, be, to this love for people. Uh, talk a little bit about being an advocate and how that propelled you to where you are today. Mm. So I've always, um, you know, just had a, a heart for um, that person that um, was trying and, and needing an extra push, um, that person that had some challenges ahead of them, but, you know, needed someone to help remove some of those obstacles. Um, that person that didn't maybe have the tools or the skills, um, but, but, you know, wanted to be able to accomplish something. So, um, you know, being an advocate, I think has been part of my DNA, um, part of just my makeup and who I am and, and, and propelled me into that profession of, of really helping other people and walking with people through different seasons of struggle and uh, on a professional level as well to be able to to help people look at their life and look at things that are going on in their world and, and really look at options and choices and to open up um, that aspect of their thought processing so that they can make decisions and move forward. So, so being an advocate or support to undergird other people um, has really been, been a calling for me, um, a calling of my life. And, and I'm going to, Go ahead and, and throw this out there, you know, um, that advocate kind of thought process that you have developed and that, that helped define who you are. Um, you, you became an advocate for adoption and, and you adopted a beautiful child. Um, in the midst of what we are experiencing and, and all of this that we've experienced um, with racism, how has that affected you and your daughter who is Asian? Uh, has that caused you to have conversation just just as a leader as a leader mom how, how have how have you dealt with that with Ellie have you dealt with it with Ellie have you noticed even some some of that affecting her uh, because she is different uh, than, than um, perhaps even her peers or, or um, those that she's in contact with and we can, can we can be out but how have you dealt with this issue with with uh, your family lean into what she's about to say here because racism is not something that just started with the events of late. Uh, racism has been around for centuries, literally. But specifically, Melissa's had to deal with this and her family's had to deal with this uh, way before even the events that we are currently um, experiencing. Listen to this. That's a good question. Um, you know, these conversations that we've had about her ethnicity you know, didn't just start in the last six months. Um, we've been talking about that since she was 
goodness, probably two years old, um, when, when she began to realize that our skin was two different colors and, um, and have questions about that. Um, Ellie was placed in my arms when she was four and a half months old. And so we have um, a lot of history together and um, you know, got to, to um, be a family early on. And, and so you know, that, um, that aspect of, of knowing something is, is, um, is different between the two of us um, started early on and um, has been a responsibility for us to, to talk about that and, and encourage um, who she is and encourage her ethnicity of being Taiwanese American. And, um, you know, those conversations continue and um, will be something that we will um, we'll celebrate, will be a part of. Um, it is a part of us as a family and, and who we want to be. And, and so those conversations are gonna continue um, into her teenage years and until her, into her adult years. Um, but, but things that have gone on in, in our nation over the past few months, you know, it raises, it raises um, the awareness that, you know, we need conversation and we need communication. We need to listen. We need to understand others and we need to understand how they feel. And we need to be able to validate where they are and, um, and really walk through, walk through life together and understand each other at a deeper level because we're, we are humans and everyone needs respect. Wow, wise, wise words from a wise leader um, to validate, to walk, to understand, to respect at, at the end of the day. That's, that's a, a incredible wisdom. And as a woman, as a, as a woman leader, can you talk to us about what have you experienced? Um, because, you know, we, we talk about bias. We, we talk about, you know, um, from, from a standpoint of, of ethnicity, but there's also bias from a, I think possibly from a gender standpoint and you have been successful. You, you are successful. You're a very successful, prominent leader. Um, you've influenced um, other leaders literally across the world. Uh, and, and you run a company now that's, that's global and, uh, and impactful in leadership. Uh, how, how have you struggled? What are some things that you've struggled with to get, you didn't get here today just, just by coming in and sitting down and taking the reins. I've watched it. I've, I've, I've witnessed it. Um, but share with us some of the struggles that, that you've experienced as a woman in leadership rising. You know, um, there are various struggles that women have with working hard to grow their leadership and to, to, um, to be in a position and, um, you know, to provide um, support of others in that position. And, and it, it, it can be difficult. Um, it can be very difficult. Um, I think part of um, understanding that environment and understanding that issue is really figuring out what do you do with it um, as a woman. Um, you know, understanding that that's, that's real and um, that, it, that it happens in various situations, in various environments, subtly um, and very, um, you know, outwardly. 
but really learning what do you do in, with your behavior when, when those things happen. So as, as a woman, I think I've had to watch and learn mm. and, um, and listen mm. and figure out, um, you know, how is that going to, how am I going to respond? Um, my personality will lend me to a certain pattern of behavior and um, you know I have to be careful with that mm -hmm. and I have to be aware of what do I want to learn from this situation and how do I want to respond and sometimes it means being in the moment and being able to, to, to have a voice in the moment mm -hmm. and sometimes it means stepping away from the situation so that I can um, look at it from several different angles and and really choose my response at a later a later time. Um, but but being a woman in leadership, um, lots of women can tell you that um, you know they feel disrespected at times, they feel unheard at times, um, they have a tendency to to um, you know have to be stronger and harder to get their point across. And you know, understanding this helps us understand the environment, helps us understand, um, you know, what do we want to do with that? Um, what do I want to choose when when I feel like that's going on? You and I have talked about before this respect issue, where in order to be heard, sometimes perhaps women feel like they have to to be hard, and then when they're hard or when they you know, they, they react in a certain way, then they get a label. They get labeled as over-emotional or they get labeled with the B word or, you know, whatever. Um, how have you balanced that in your own, in your own leadership of, of knowing how to walk that, that tightrope? Well, um, I hope I'm, I hope I'm balancing it. Um, I really do, <laughs> but I hope I'm balancing it. But, um, you know, that it's a difficult tight rope. Um, think part of you has to get to that place to where um, you don't personalize those things. Um, you, you don't um, overreact to those types of things um, that you, you really use it as some data points um, to be able to, to choose how you're going to respond. So choosing not to personalize, choosing not to overreact. Uh, th those are great nuggets, not just for women leaders. Those are great nuggets for us all. We do have a choice. Yes, women can, when, when, when they um, have to be strong, have to be direct, have to be straightforward, have to be bottom line. You know, that can come across to others um, in a negative way. And, um, you know, you, you have to figure out what to do with that. Um, you know, it, does that behavior help the situation or does that behavior actually work against you and mm. i think there's a time and place and, and really the wisdom is being aware of who you are being aware of your environment being aware of who is in your environment and um you know what's going on from a dynamic standpoint and um you know what what's my best path behavior obviously being able to slow down and think things through that way sets you up to um to be able to to choose your response versus being poked or triggered and reacting um in a manner that you don't want to love that choose your response and and ask the question what is my best behavior talk a little bit about that are you telling me that we can actually choose our behavior 
Yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, it is a choice. Um, uh, you know, I don't always make the right choice whatsoever, but it is a choice and we get those options. Um, you know, a lot of times um, I talk with my clients, uh, male and female, about what can you control and what can you not control. And of course that applies to, to all of us individually and to myself. Um, you know, really being aware of what is it that I truly can control in various circumstances and situations and what can I not control? Obviously I can't control other people's behavior. Obviously I can't control their response um, to me um, or to others. What can I truly control? And at the end of the day, we all know that's just ourselves. Wow. So, so you, if we could just learn from you and, uh, and let me ask you some, some practical things as well around leadership and leading a team, because you've led a team through this difficult time where everybody had to go home and we had to, you know, do this, this zoom thing or, or teams thing, whatever we call it, whatever platform, but, but you have, you made a hard pivot with your team. Um, you made a hard pivot from being a face-to-face -face seminars to these virtual seminars you lead a team of executive and leadership coaches who have had to make some changes, but not maybe quite as many. How have you led this team through this difficult time and how did you lead them through this hard pivot? Can you give us some, just some ideas and some help around, you know, when we need to be adaptable and change, how do we do that? Mm. Well, I have the incredible opportunity to, to lead Eagles, um, just strong leaders. And so, um, you know, that's a wonderful piece that, you have these people that are eager and desire and, um, you know, really want to do what's best for their clients. And so, um, you know, that is just an, a benefit. And so, you know, we have had to recognize that, you know, we've got to stay relevant and we've got to pivot and, and we've got to bring value to our clients and we want to bring value to our clients. That's our, our mantra and what we want to accomplish. And so, you know, realizing that together, um, being able to get on the same page and get alignment um, in our team so that we could change and we could change uh, quickly in our organization um, has been key. And that has been a key, the ability to change quickly, the ability to adapt uh, in, in a, a different environment or, or a changing environment has, has been a key uh, for all leaders the ability to to make changes and to make them quickly at times another great leadership nugget and having people that that we have relationships with and um you know we we want to 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 be able to support our business clients at a strong level during this very difficult time having that drive and that desire um has has really propelled us forward and they have done the work they have um, really dug in and really created solutions and brought forth new structure to make that happen. It's one thing to want it and, and to see that that's what we need to do. It's another thing to, to really create the path so that change can happen and this pivot can happen. So, so I'm not saying that it's been easy at all. Uh, any change is difficult in um, whether you're a small business or a large business, but 
we've been able to do it, this team has brought forth the really the the next step, the the um, you know the desire and the ability to to make those changes. Well, answered like the servant leader you are with humility. I also know your team though uh, took that hard work and and um, the ability to dig in, if you will, from you, and you've led that that beautifully. And and our, I would say we are in the process of experiencing that transition right now under your It's still a, it's a journey, but uh, I, I want to ask you this as we kind of turn the corner and, and look to, to closing our podcast. Um, Lisa, you have, you have the opportunity to speak into the lives of aspiring leaders. You, you have uh, these leaders, women, men, whoever, um, you have the ability to give them some help, just a couple of things they need to remember. Uh, what would you say to the aspiring leader who's trying to, to make it, they're trying to, to figure it out, they're learning, they're growing. What would you say to them? What do they need to know? Okay, stop whatever you're doing. Stop multitasking and lean into this. This could literally save your leadership. It might even save your life. I don't know. But it's incredible what she's about to say that we must be aware of as leaders. So lean in right here. Mm. You know, I would say currently um, there's one thing that comes to mind. And um, in dealing with my clients, um, I'm seeing this. And, and that is this exhaustion that everyone is going through. Um, you know, these leaders are working so hard to problem solve, to deal with their business climate, and to, to deal with their um, task force, their employees. Um, there are so many shifting pieces and, and so much going on and so many plates that they're spinning currently, not to mention just how this impacts them personally. And so what I would say to, to those leaders out there is that you need to, to be able to be aware of where you are um, on that continuum of exhaustion. And, and to know that we, we know this, this isn't gonna end soon. Um, you know, this isn't, um, we're gonna be finished with this at the end of the year. This is kind of a, a new rhythm to operate in. And so I would say to, to those leaders, check yourself, check your exhaustion level, and be aware. Be aware of where you are. If you're on fumes, be aware of that. And, you know, be able to take some time to catch your breath. Mm. It seems impossible to do that right now. Mm. Um, I know it does for a lot of leaders. Um, but we do know that this isn't a short short-term um, um, issue. Um, this is going to be a, a longer run, a longer journey. And so we really have to be aware of those pieces right now so we can help each other and we can support each other at a deeper level so that we can, we can continue this race because we know this race um, is, is, is long-term. Beautiful. And I want to, I want to close with a personal story and ask you to, Tell it to, to just to to prove about the transparency and, and, and vulnerability that you bring to the table as a leader, and, and this exhaustion piece is, is so real. Recently, because you are a leader, an incredible leader, you led your family through an exercise of things that y'all were going to work on. Things that and everybody had something, and they were going to draw a picture of something that they were working on. And I think this this will really impact and help our leaders. Would you share what you said you were going to work on? Um, not only professionally, but personally in your home, 
what did you what did you draw that you were going to work on? Mm. Yeah, so we were trying to just kind of give some description to to where each one of us were and what do we need to be aware of and what do we need to make sure we're doing and um, and so so mine was. Um, a pause button and and a hand pressing that pause button, and um, and so, what does that mean? That means that we as leaders need to know when to press pause. I think that we can can be on it, and be focused and be in it, and um, you know working so hard, and we can miss signals and we can miss the awareness of when to press pause and how to, and then how to step away from it. What a great example of crossing the line, of knowing when to, to lead from your head and your heart, taking the time, having the wisdom to step away, to, to renew and allow yourself to, to refresh so that you can go back in and, and do the things that, that need to be done. We gotta take care of our heart, gotta take care of our soul. Thank you for that. Melissa Jackson, you're amazing. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time today, for teaching us, for sharing a bit um, from a personal standpoint. That's that's a, just an incredible story. You are a wonderful leader. It is an honor and privilege to walk this journey together with Eagle Consulting, and uh, I thank you for crossing the line. Uh, just know that you are you are truly making a difference. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Larry. As always, you're a tremendous leader, and we appreciate how you challenge us and help us grow. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Uh, Melissa Jackson, uh, a great leader, and leaving us with um, a, a lot of nuggets to, to really think about uh, how not only women deal with this time of, of leading, but, but what we all can learn from this time uh, to, to not personalize things, that we can choose our best behavior, um, to, to the importance of staying relevant and bringing value. Also, uh, just being real about the, the struggles that, that she's had and also talking about this issue of racism and what she's done to help walk with her daughter and, and talking to her and how that didn't begin with these current events. Just great wisdom and great, great leadership. Perhaps the most important thing um, Melissa leaves us with is the importance of doing a little checkup on, our, on ourselves from an emotional a spiritual, a physical standpoint, a mental standpoint, uh, are, you, are you experiencing that exhaustion? Uh, man, it's important. It will take us down. So great words about uh, being aware and doing something about being intentional uh, around renewing ourselves and not allowing uh, exhaustion to, um, to destroy our leadership. Hey, thanks for being with us again on Crossing the Line. I uh, appreciate you listening, and I look forward to you joining us again on our very next episode as we cross the line in order to make a difference. Mm -hmm.